I hesitate to start this podcast off with a with an apology, with a caveat, with an excuse, with a mea culpa. But in this episode, I'm talking to our guest, whom you'll meet soon, about an artist named Robert Maplethorpe. And I pronounce his name as Robert Maplethorpe. It would be like somebody saying Peter Heimelman over and over again. And and I apologize, but that's what happened. And rather than scrap the whole damn thing because I sound like an idiot, we're just going to go with it. So here comes the music, and let's start. Pretend that never happened. Just go with it. I want to welcome everyone to another installment of the Big Muse podcast. We have a return guest. I I have a feeling that he's going to be a returning guest quite often. My cousin. Whoa! Whoa! I'm in it. We're in in my car, my Chevrolet Impala. Are you sure this is a good idea? Yeah, of course it's a good idea. Oh, watch out for that guy. This car's oh got God. so many like warning lights on it. Yeah, you, I know. You Almost couldn't if you got an itself. accident, you would have to be. Wait, wait! Look at this no, guy. No, no, this guy's just—he's fine. What is it with people around here? I Why? Don't know. We're in. By the way, you should know, we're in Los Angeles. At the, uh, it's called the Pico Robertson area. It's kind of the Jewish neighborhood where I met Jeff and. And former fellow Sussman Lawrence member Al Wallovich, bass player. We met at the Fish Grill, spur of the moment. Yep. And now we're driving uh, out of the parking lot here, which is really, it's a horrible place to be on Earth. I mean, there are worse, of course. Well, in an earthquake town like this, uh, it's, 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 it's just, a, it's right? Just, or is it, are you I, safer? I don't, I don't really know. In an underground lie? I think you'd probably not be safe here in, in any way, shape, or form. It's just a musty, <clears throat> dank place. And now we're into the light, oh, so okay. we've got to get around. There's Maserati to my right. And Did you, but you know, speaking of earthquake yeah. uh, zones, they just put a, a skyscraper in uh, downtown, has a glass slide yeah, that goes that. on the outside. That's safe, it's probably What's a safe more horrifying, place, like the earthquake idea? Mm. Do Likely you wouldn't be there during the earthquake because it's like a, I think it's like an eight-second slide So the time oh, the yeah. probability of it being there <coughs> just my luck is very low. So here we are. We're out of the uh, We're out of the parking lot. We haven't really started, but it's you get a sense of How Jeff and I react to one another here. I'm taking a right turn. It's gonna it's drive like around of the 405 like you so have, yesterday you know. I didn't I, I wasn't gonna tell you, you know give you any kind of preview of what I wanted to talk about on the podcast but yesterday my wife took me or suggested that we go to the LACMA which is the Los Angeles County Museum of Modern Art so so they have the Robert Mapplethorpe exhibit you know who he is Jeff totally so Robert Mapplethorpe it's a little much for me I didn't really know what to think of it and you know For those of you who don't know, just Google him right now. Robert Mapplethorpe, a photographer and artist. He's famous for a couple things. One, he did the beautiful cover of Patti Smith's Horses album. That's 
just that iconic portrait of Patti Smith. Um, and then he was really famous for his portrayal of sort of hardcore gay life in the East Village in New York. And the images that he created were famous or <clears throat> infamous for their just stark depiction yeah. of, of sexuality. And, and right. Jesse Helms came to prominence in, you know, sort of, I guess what he did was because of this, because I think one of the things was an image of, of male genitalia and some state of arousal was being projected on the side of a building. I believe it was oh. in Cleveland as part of this art thing. And it was it was international news and it sort of straddled the line between pornography and art. And one of the effects of that, there were many effects, but one to the detriment of many artists was that the National Endowment for the Arts, which would give out, you know, stipends and you right. know, certain endowments for artists, they, they sort of took away the funding. Many, many people lost their funding. The thinking was, from Jesse Helms' point of view, um, we're not going to pr prohibit free speech, but certainly we don't want people for whom this is very offensive to have to pay for it oh. for, from their tax dollars. And whatever your position is on it, you know, you could you could in some way understand at least where that was coming from. So I went to see this exhibit yesterday and I want to get your <coughs> your perspective on it. But yeah, there I wish I could have seen it with you. Startling pictures. Um, even today, you know, 30 years hence, they're still really, mm -hmm. they're, they're startling. It's nothing that you see quite often. One of the things that I saw, and, and there was a little thing printed you know an explanation of what this was and yeah. you know how curators of museums write sort of academic language you're not going to get that emotional one of the things he said it was Robert Mapplethorpe was not simply an observer of mm -hmm. this life but he wanted to make very clear that he was a participant so one of the stark images which is a small black and white photograph was of of Robert Mapplethorpe in some sort of leather chaps mm. With, with a bullwhip stuck up his rectum. Now, there it is. Okay, wait. So he's a participant, and and somehow you know he he photographed himself or set up a camera. So what was striking to me wasn't so much the picture, right. which was like it basically behind the scenes. Picture, right? No, it's just no. He's just no. What what struck you was behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah. Or or was so will, much the picture as it were was yeah. that at the gallery for which I paid $25 a ticket to see this, there were, you know, nice, well-dressed women thinking, okay, the shadows, the, the wonderful yeah. silver uh, tone that oh, he got, no. the shadows from the whip uh, as it's protruding from his anus are, are how, how <laughs> wonderfully they play on the ground. You know, like... <laughs> And I, and I had to ask myself, okay, this is, it's all interesting. There I am kind of watching it too, so I'm a participant in this. And then the thing that really struck me was, the thing that made it all make sense mm -hmm. was there was an 11-year-old kid there, a, oh, a kid, no. a boy. Yeah. And his mother probably 
brought because I could see his mother was there with a like oh, a nursing no. a child as she walked. She wanted to make sure that this kid got a, a good education in the right, arts. Right, was well right. rounded. The kid's expression was just one of total horror for having no. to be there, for having to be there with his mom, for the incredulity of just basically what how am I supposed to process huge erect phalluses in the mouth of some guy, oh. you know, six by six foot picture? And he was the only one that had a really legitimate expression. Of, and probably the expression that Robert Mapplethorpe wanted to engender through his mm -hmm. art. Mm -hmm. Some kind of shock, whereas these women that I that, just You mean that's the appropriate response from the 11-year-old? Like yeah. It would seem like something that an artist would want. This is clearly, even though he has mastery, one other thing I found out about him, which I didn't know, he was an amazing draftsman. Mm -hmm. They showed things mm -hmm. that he had drawn. You know, he mm -hmm. obviously went to art school. Incredibly gifted draftsman, so, and, and an sure. artist, sure. through and through. He's not just a guy with a camera who's making a scene, though that's in some way what he became. So he does have this, this incredible mastery and this vision. But the kid was shocked, appropriately, yeah. and everyone that was just walking by, just kind of walking, and I'm thinking to myself, does, does no one recognize what the, what is this? You know, so what's your take on it, Oh, Jeff? I mean, I, well, I mean, I, I feel the need to make this kind of politically correct uh, yeah, as, as, disclaimer, okay. even though even though I hate politically correct, but right, I'll just yeah, do it. You have to. Would it be just as, you know, just as or almost as uh, shocking if it was like a, uh, a giant phallus surrounded by a, a tight, curly-haired pubis? Uh, penetrating a vulva. I mean, you know, would it be? It would be. Of course, it would. It would I don't want to. I yeah, don't. It would be just as shocking, right? It would. Yeah, be. yeah. I mean, yes. And look, I do stuff for entertainment. So we've just cut back to me in the studio. We're not in the car any longer. I just had to say, what Jeff has just said could not ever be made public. It was too bizarre. Nobody would understand it. We would be in trouble, perhaps, with the law. But this is these are normal things that he and I talk about. So just suffice to say that something very untoward was just said by Jeff. Back to the podcast. But I'm not going to say that in front of your My aunt mom? or something. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Why not? Why not? Why? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, give me a good reason. Sensibilities. I Sens mean, sensibilities. So you don't want to offend someone. I mean, you and I do all kinds of crazy shit that we yeah, don't want to share absolutely. with everyone. And certainly not my 11-year-old, which I also have an 11-year-old, which I would, you know, I, I'm often um, really uh, surprised by, uh, uh, what is it, Louis C.K., because he talks about this stuff, uh, in, you know, that you, yeah. you feel like undoubtedly his kids are seeing this. So let's just right? talk, let's let's digress for a second yeah. with the Louis C.K. The thing that I like about Louis C.K. is no matter how far out he gets, and this is a, something that uh, 
for me differentiates him obviously different art form Louis CK the comedian from Robert Mavlethorpe the the artist the visual artist is that I feel that Louis CK this is my opinion has has a moral center and that he when he speaks oh, no matter totally. what he talks about it's almost like a He's cautionary a, tale. Oh, yeah. I could see him as like a preacher. It's in like church. missionary work. When I see him, yeah. when I saw Richard Pryor, you know, on Slive on the Sunset Strip, we went together to that movie. I feel like those guys are like as they, I put them up with yeah with preachers. Right, they're, I do. They're moralists. Oh, type. totally. And and this is what I felt. Well, what's I, the moral of Maple for? I, I don't know. There there may be one. I'm not sure, and it just might be beyond my can. Let, let's say if I had a guess, what would be the morality? You know, there's too much judgment in the Yeah, world. like wipe that puritanical look off your face when you're looking at my work. Yeah, you know, don't judge me. Don't be the first to cast a stone. We're all misbehaving and we're all you know, that might be something. And there's, you know, well, there's some truth to that. Well, in all fairness, would I have recited my Shakespearean-esque line about... Uh, Jeff is making reference to the line that I edited out just now. Had I not had this intro with Mapplethorpe and his work giving me permission. <laughs> Maybe he so gives us that, permission. I don't know that it gave you permission. I might edit it actually oh, but no. I mean is giving someone permission I mean I'm just asking is yeah. that so is that a good thing that you your work well somehow inspires people to yeah to I, gives them permission to do things that they would otherwise not do for fear of offending someone's sensibilities well I mean, like Betty Buckley in Sunset Boulevard which she says Hollywood give you know we give people the ability to dream. We teach people how to dream. And you then, know. you know, these are just questions that arise. Are all dreams somehow sacrosanct? Are all dreams good to be dreamed? Um, oh, that's the other thing super valid. About Mapplethorpe that I heard was while he was really into these, into the more sort of shocking or profane works, he was losing his mind. He was like, oh, he was. that's something I'd heard. He wasn't necessarily in his senses, but again, I don't really know that for a fact. I just heard it from a from wait, losing artist. his mind over the course of a thirty-year career. No, it wasn't. Which... It wasn't that long a career. He he was young when he died. So oh, it definitely wow. wasn't that long a career. But mm -hmm. he's just losing his mind. He was had AIDS and he was sick, and so I mean, maybe maybe this stuff uh, was a product. Yep. of a mind that was not all in its faculties you know the guy was an artist and had skills and had some mastery but maybe he was just losing his mind is is it in other words is we need to have freedom of speech there's no question about yeah. it yeah and is there is there responsibility and accountability that comes with freedom of right. speech? Right. Is there? And is there? Are there things that shouldn't be said? It's all about leadership. His leadership, uh, obviously, is a different kind of leadership than someone that would use a whole different set of criteria for what he's going to show the public, right? And, and you could say that, in a way, he he was a leader. I mean, okay, you know, he's a little breaks a stereotype of what we think a leader is, but certainly he was a thought leader. He was a leader in the art world. He 
he was a bold person that was making a statement. Mm-hmm. Um, he was passionate about the statement that he was making. It was about personal freedom, yeah, maybe. He's a, maybe he's passionate about the statement he's making, but if we don't know what that statement is... Well, I mean, sometimes it's not it's not the job of the artist to spell out the statement either. So that's, yeah, but, that's cheap. That's but he's not, kind of like... He's like uh, pouring some gasoline and throwing a match. I mean, okay, I watch mean, everyone go mental over what I just did. I mean, well, ev- is well, I it mean, just basic shock it, value? Is that I what think it is? It's more than that. I think that he, this world that he inhabited was normal for him. It oh. wasn't that abnormal. He was kind of showing... But he realized it was abnormal to most yeah, of the rest of us. Yeah, he okay. had to know that. And he had to obviously be aware that there was a shock value to wow. it. Wow. Well, that reminds me of certain rap lyrics that might talk about, you know, subjects such as cop killing and things like that, which are really disturbing to people, could very well be simple journalism or autobiographical yeah, from I mean, the mouth of certain rappers, right? Right, and that's another story, too. Mm-hmm. I mean... Why is it that if you act in a movie about killing a cop or something, or you write a movie, mm-hmm. you're safe? I mean, that it's fiction. Oh, I see. And if you rap, that's you. Why? You know, I, I never bought. Oh, that, why that do that you have to really, take ownership? Really, oh. them. I mean, part of the image of a rapper seems to be to be closely affiliated with that which they talk about. Mm-hmm. And Mapplethorpe is making a point that. This is a world that he truly inhabits. It's not a fictional world. Um, okay, so from that standpoint, I I, re- I do appreciate it. I I'm a person who wants to connect with people and wants to understand their you know their reality or the world they live in, and especially if it's really different from mine. I, I would love to know about it. So in that sense, it's really I'm really informed by looking at his his stuff, right? Huh. I just still go back to the 11 year old and the uh, looking at it with shock and the women who uh, have hand on chin coldly uh, analyzing its uh, composition, artistic merits and kind of the white elephant in the room is that a guy's got his uh, thing up another guy's butt, you know, I mean it's just like like let's not just skate over that. That's a big part of what we're looking at. It's not a nautical scene. (laughs) (laughs) Winslow Homer. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it's, it, I don't know, I think art's job sometimes is to uh, disturb and to provoke. Here's another question, you know, is it better to have this work in the world, or would it have been better to somehow totally repress it. I mean, those are the basic Yeah, that's of sort of question. what you were asking me for. And, you know, what's what your you feeling think? about that? Oh, you were going to ask me first. Um, okay, so I'm glad, again, you brought up the child in the museum. Because I believe that people should be able to... I do believe in this whole freedom of speech thing. Even if sometimes what people are saying seems stupid to me or totally offensive yeah mm-hmm. and but as my sister says uh, she quotes the the famous like precedent legal precedent you know you don't shout fire in a crowded mm-hmm. theater mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. so I think there's there's leadership responsibility and accountability 
So if you're gonna go that route and take something really risky, please show some restraint at the right time. Now, are you talking to Robert Mapplethorpe or the curators? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That good question. No, Mapplethorpe isn't the gatekeeper. The curators at the museum are the gatekeepers, and I would like to, I would like, I have liked them to have sort of an 18 or over, just like if you have X rating or R rating, or you know, at a movie. I think there should. But what about the really intelligent? 15 year old I guess they'll have to sneak in and you know yeah I, I guess I, I, I I'm for limits you know I'm for setting some reasonable so, so limits who, my who goodness set the limits I, I think the the people putting on the show are in charge of the limits right. so there here's where we have Don't you think a no tiny disagreement okay. I mean okay. you know I totally hear what you're saying I think that I while I'm challenged by the work, you know, to say the least, I'm glad it's in the world. And I'm glad oh, in some we ways... We don't disagree no, on that. that. I know. Yeah. And we went to see it. I definitely don't think that the leadership of the artist has to take into consideration every aspect of what he or she does or says. Right. God knows I Agreed. would be, Agreed. You know, some of the stuff I've said on stage or done... They'd have locked me up, too, at some point, God knows. Because you get a lot of good stuff when an artist doesn't feel like his hands are behind right. his back. Yes, And then I, I don't agree. really think the onus is necessarily on the LACMA or a museum, the curator of a museum, to sort of, you know, once they've decided to go with one artist or not, to say, you know, who can come or not. But I, I do think those uh, strictures on who should enter... Are oh, necessary. the parents. The parents. Exactly. Okay. Okay. It's Agreed the parents again. Parents that have yes. to make a decision, and the, this particular parent, in this case of this eleven-year-old, she felt it was a good idea for the kid to come. I mean, you know, I, I don't, I definitely want to take in my eleven-year-old or any of my kids necessarily to this, but she thought it was a good idea. And, you know, okay, that's how she's raising her kids. Um, well, 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 wait a minute. Okay, just I, I, I kind of agree, but. The NC-17, PG-13, those kind of ratings are the kind of subtlety that, that the movie industry is looking to uh, fine-tune so they can help parents decide. Uh, decide. Uh, something like well, that would have been helpful. Yeah, I mean, pretty much you can assume that anyone that's paying $25 to see Robert Mapplethorpe at the LACMA is very familiar with what he's done in the past and what this is all about. And I must say, just to be clear, the extreme graphic stuff that he's done in terms of number of, of works. Percentage of his works? 25%, okay. maybe less, but clearly those are the things that people are, yeah, you know, know about That's him. The... If, he'd, if he'd be doing his, his close-ups of, of orchids or whatever kind of flowers, which are, you know, shown as well, you'd never have heard the name Robert Mapplethorpe in a million no, years. No, no, no. Everyone's got their hook, you know. This is like, you know, bullwhip up the ass. You know, we all know the picture. Now we can see it live for 25 bucks. So the parents, they know what's happening. And, you know, there it is. Again, I'm happy, just kind of wrapping up here. I'm happy that we live in America. I'm happy that we have all sorts of extremes from Jesse Helms, who's putting his point of view forward. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm happy yeah, that we have sure. a Robert Mapplethorpe that's showing this other extreme. You know, what does it mean? It's up to you to, to decide. Is this something you don't want to see that you can't handle? 
it's up to you to decide once we start making these weird draconian measures who can say what and when yeah the society falls apart yep. and that's the genius and beauty of America and if you want to make a persuasive yeah. case for Robert Mapplethorpe and his work you're free to do so and you want to make a persuasive case for Jesse Helm and all sorts of restrictions on showing that work you're free to do so so I think what you're saying is freedom to create without uh, without obstacle and also family being an important component in the deeming what you know what's appropriate, what's appropriate for the at, child at the time. That's, that's, that's that's who it. would make those decisions and I'm good with that so you've just heard Jeff Victor weighing in he's an artist through and through we've just eaten grilled fish together and got out of a parking lot in one piece and my Impala we'll check back in later thanks for listening to the Big Muse podcast. Mm-hmm.